Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. How are you going, everybody? Uh, thank you so much for tuning in to Tis Yourself, the podcast with myself, Nicola Barden, and I hope you're all really well. Haven't been around for a couple of weeks. Um, last week, I had to take the week off because of a bereavement in the family. So the last episode you would have heard would have been the Simon Harris episode, and what a great response we got to that, and that was incredible. So many people. It's now the third most listened to episode so far in the podcast um right behind mclean burke who's in number one spot from fair city and of course matt cardle who's in second place there from the x factor now there's only a few listens when i checked yesterday there was 34 listens that's how big the episode with simon was 34 listens between the two so well you know if you if you missed it go back and listen and you may maybe up in the second place so I just wanted to do a small episode here today. Um, I have a main interview, which will be, you can also get today, where I'm chatting to Megan Sims, activist who has been fighting for the rights of women and those who've had their images released without their consent in whether it was on the Discord leak, OnlyFans leak, etc. She's been fighting for their rights and you know got through to government and it's now a law and it's an incredible thing. So really interesting to chat with her coming up um if you do when you when you finish this episode that'll be the next episode coming up as released today but first i wanted to put out this little one so every episode i say tis your man or tis your one from something this is my first time saying twas and um twas your one and this episode is just dedicated to my auntie claire so for a while claire has been battling cancer we've known this um as a family and you know her close friends um but she had been really fighting she'd been in Beaumont and she'd been in you know Mullingar Hospital different hospitals where St James's where she had been fighting and fighting she'd she'd just gone to London and it was for looking for further treatment they were hopeful if they she could get herself to a certain level of health she'd be able to start that treatment and that was going to be herself and her husband Damien's main goal she was telling my granny all about it just in the days running up to before she passed away um and on the 22nd of August uh, it was a Sunday I had just arrived back in Dublin from being home with my mum I got a phone call we got a phone call uh, all of us individually got a phone call to say that things were not looking well with Claire now it was a surprise for us because we had seen her a few weeks beforehand mid-July we were down in Mullingar and we saw her um, at our granddad's anniversary mass she wasn't she wasn't that fit that day. She was she was finding it hard to be in the cathedral and, you know, walking was a bit of an issue for her. But she still had her banter. She still had so much crack. We were sitting in the car with her. Um, she was, oh, look, she was slagging off everybody, you know, and we were, she was laughing about this bald doctor that she had and how they were like twins. Even though her hair was starting to grow back, 
Um, and she was also, you know, talking about th- this woman, this woman who had been talking about her. So you know, she was quite private. She didn't want anyone talking about her, but she was talking about them talking about her. And we were laughing in the car. She was telling us all the different treatments Damien wanted her to try and how she just would roll her eyes at them. And, you know, he'd say, I try it. What about aloe vera? And, you know, things he'd looked up on the Internet and she had no, no issue. And she was like, no, it's not happening. No, no, no. Stick it to the doctors. Um, but Dave, she had us in stitches and she... We knew that day she wasn't well, but we thought it was a blip. She told us on her treatment days, there was a certain amount of days every between every chemo treatment that she knew she was going to be unwell. There was days she knew she was going to be okay. And then there was days where, you know, you'd be really bad. And this seems to be, I suppose, everyone who goes through chemo knows their, their kind of roundabout days. But um, on, on the Sunday, we got a call and I was due to start work at three o'clock. And this is about quarter to one. And we were told things were bad and could we it, would, it could be bad news so myself and my sisters packed ourselves up from we were all in different counties I had just returned from Louth to Dublin one sister was in Dublin one was in Waterford and one was in Limerick and we jumped on buses uh, got ourselves to Mullingar uh, I was there about three just after three and got to go into the room while you know she was still there and she was asleep and we'd been told she'd been talking that morning and um unfortunately she passed away a couple of hours later while I was in the room and I just wanted to do a little uh, tribute to her because she's gas she's absolutely gas one of the funniest people you'll ever meet she's 46 years of age and that is just to me is just traumatizing to think that you could pass away at that age I'm only 11 years younger than her and it's been on my mind ever since that if if I were to follow in her footsteps I want to make sure these next 11 years count and I suppose that's the men- message I want to use Claire's death to spread to people. So Claire was just the, like, she was the loudest person you'll ever meet. And anyone who's met me would probably think I'm the loudest person. <laughs> no, but I can tell you now, she's louder. She was mad into GA. And I, I'm pretty sure every single person in Mullingar would see her coming at a, a GA match and be like, oh, Jeannie Mac now, here she comes. Because she, whether it was St. Lomans or Westmeath, or you know anyone that she supported because she did like she did like Tyrone and she did like Kenny if they weren't playing Westmeath of course and she would scream for them and cheer for them and I mean scream and scream loud and she blamed the ref even though her husband Damien was referee as well so she knew how it went it would all be the ref and the f and ref and f and this and you know I, I got some lovely messages actually a particular one from a friend of mine Gordon who had never made the connection because he knew her married name and never made the connection that we were related and he met her many a time in the press box at different games in Cusick Park where he just thought she was just a bundle of energy and a bundle of loudness of course but she was absolutely gassed she was mad about Liverpool went over and back to Liverpool to Anfield whenever she could to go see them play sports mad in general absolutely sports mad she when she was younger she had um to get a double transplant um so she got that when she was quite young um, but then a couple of years later went off and represented Ireland in the transplant and dialysis games which she won four medals and we got to see them um, there over the weekend and that was amazing to see the old medals um, you know some of them from relay some from bowling tennis so it was really really cool to see them and you know to, you like how many of us can say that their auntie or their relation has gold medals bronze medals from you know a games like that like you know incredible with the I suppose with the age difference between us as we grew up you know she was when I was born she was a teenager when I was when I was starting to be a teenager she was in her mid-20s but we definitely got close in the last few years than you know before and 
she was just oh she was mad like mad she was at my 21st and running around with more energy than the rest of the 21 year olds that were there you know and uh she was always oh she was always that person you know we all have the relation that would share your stuff on facebook and share your pictures and you're like why are you share me picture on your facebook feed you'd be scarlet um and slagging you and tagging you and stuff and you know all this she was yeah she was mad and absolutely mad in the head but um she also we've heard some lovely stories of the week you know when we were down there everybody was coming up and they had a story and it was amazing the local newspapers put her on the front page and everything which was incredible because like to make that to make the front page with you know you're your passing like not everyone gets that and the guard of honor outside the church both going in and going out was absolutely oh my god it was it was beautiful it was gorgeous um to see like people that you knew and you know even people you didn't know coming up there and it was just yeah it was just fab but i suppose the great thing the the big thing i have to mention is how like how much she loved us as her nieces my, myself and my sisters but also how much she loved her husband damien he they were like you know proper soulmates like they slagged they slagged and slagged she was always you know slagging them off to us and you know rolling her eyes on them and up. but they were absolutely mad head over heels and they were married for 10 years this year um and we had a great day at the wedding many embarrassing memories of you know buying too many vodkas and singing too loudly but sure you know it's all part of the fun um and they they were always off on holidays this was their thing they li- really lived life to the full you know Claire had I suppose as a youngster been so sick before she got a transplant that she really embraced life they loved each other they were always going away together whether it was she would follow him to games when he was reffing or they would go you know three weeks before she passed away she was so she was really sick and they still she still insisted they go to Westport they went to London obviously for treat to look at treatment but they were every Christmas they went to Lanzarote they've been to Vegas they've been they've toured all of Ireland at this stage the UK they've gone to um everywhere and anywhere when I was looking through their phone looking through Damien's phone I could find all these folders of many many holidays they did even one in Athlone and them living in Mullingar uh, so I thought that was pretty gas but I suppose that's the message that I wanted to, to share is that she she clearly lived her life and it was a short life but she lived it really embraced it and that's something we all have to, I, I have to take away from that and I suppose we all get into a routine of just lit, just living a Groundhog Day. And I know the last year and a half have been really hard. But if anything, when I get through this, you know, grief period, I'll definitely be more about living life, going out and spending time, quality time. And not spending t- loads of time with different people. Spending quality time with the people you do care about. You know, find trying to find the one great love and not focusing on you know the swipes and who doesn't message you and stuff like that i want to find the real the real deal um and i think getting checked out whenever you think something's wrong obviously is a big deal as well because you know 46 we have no idea if we've been caught any earlier if if you know if we be still texting claire now and she'd be fine we don't know that but i do think that if you feel any lumps and bumps and doesn't feel right obviously to get them checked out but I suppose the big thing for me is just that I want to I want to remember Claire as she was just loud and bubbly and crack and funny and you know completely 100% herself and that to me is like I want to remember her like that and I I for myself I'm putting this out there so that I will you know be held accountable to it but live in your life you know jumping in the sea go, go booking the holiday it doesn't have to be booking to go to Vegas or anything like that. Go book to go to Cork and 
push yourself out there put make your bucket list swim go for a swim go for a run go on that have a date day with your partner catch up with your best friends you know go for go away for the weekend with them make memories and and the other thing i have to say is um take loads of photos because when someone passes away you have memories but memories you know don't always be a picture in your head they might be you know like a remembrance of the event but you can't remember faces i would say take pictures because when we when claire passed away we were all looking through photographs and we had you know funny ones and we had loads of some of us with her and some others and you know some weren't appropriate for her putting up at the at the funeral home or stuff but some we'd spend so much time together and sometimes you just don't think about photographs and that's because these people you're around all the time but and sometimes feel stupid asking for a photo you know you're like why would I ask this person who I spent all my time with or I spent a lot of time with why would I so take photos and don't be embarrassed and just treasure them and get candid ones of when they're laughing and when they're making a funny face or when they're not watching because that's how you know them you know them laughing you know them dancing you know them singing and don't worry about what you look like don't worry about your weight don't worry about the wrinkles in your eyes as you're laughing or anything like that these are just a true representation of you and why your friends love you and just be really kind to each other because you never know what anybody's going through and a lot of people wouldn't have known how sick Claire was and maybe didn't know until her hair started falling out um, but then her hair was going back at the time when she passed away so just look after each other look after yourself whether it's health or mental health don't feel guilty if you can't get off the couch for a day because believe you me I've been spending many of those days at the moment and I used to feel guilty that I wouldn't reach my Fitbit steps and here I am haven't reached it in about three weeks so don't feel guilty about that just enjoy life just think if it is you know you were to find out that these were your final days what would you want to do and then just go and do those things hug your friends go and dance on the beach whatever it is don't care about other people what they're looking what they're saying because you know look at the end of the day you can't you can't take it when you're with you when you're gone and just be so nice and kind to people because the words that I've heard about Claire since she passed away have been so sweet and so lovely. And if I pass away and even 10% of people say those things about me, I've made my impact on the world and I'd be very happy. So to sum it up, live your life as happily as you can, as fully as you can, because you never know when your day is coming and please look after yourself and look after everyone around you. Now I'll go back to the normal tis yourself in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this and for giving me the opportunity to just say goodbye to my Auntie Claire. <laughs>